Hi everyone, it's Paul Ward here and welcome to another edition of Farm Talk. I'm very excited today. We're out in Fillmore, California at a renowned nursery operation, Otto & Sons Nursery. And our guest is the proprietor owner, Scott Klinich. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This and will of be course, fun. you and your wife, uh, Cindy, are, are the owners of this yes. fine operation. Yes, we are. And then we want to thank our sponsors, Escrow Hub and The Money Store. So Scott, tell us a little bit about Otto & Sons. Well, Otto & Sons Nursery began as my dad was a landscape contractor in the San Fernando, Los Angeles Valley. Mm -hmm. um, we do a little landscaping, you always pull a few plants out and save them for the next job. Mm -hmm. uh, first you had a half acre, then, it's, then an acre, then two acres in Chatsworth. And then we uh, sold that and eventually bought this piece up here. It's almost 40 acres up here in Fillmore. Wow, and is all 40 acres planted in roses? Probably about 28 of it is in roses right now. We just took out an additional 10 acres of uh, Valencia orange trees. Valencia oranges don't make money. Right. Nursery makes money. So we're going to, uh, we pulled those trees out, eventually we'll get them burned and we'll get it, that area graded, irrigated, gravel, but that's a probably next year project. When you walk around, it's, it's mid-November mm -hmm. and it looks like it could be April or, April or May. It's just absolutely stunning. Yeah. Every rose bush is blooming, every other plant is blooming. I gotta ask, what, what's your secret? You know, we, uh, um, spring is always a, a big bloom time because the plants are dormant in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been trimmed back generally. They, it's been cold and wet, hopefully. And uh, they come out with spring looking beautiful. Then summer comes along and it's hot and it's dry and it's, they, they, they can't hide in the air conditioning like we can. So they, they suffer out there and they kind of go into summer dormancy at that point. Mm -hmm. But then fall, when you get the cool nights and warm days, they just burst right back on out like a spring bloom. In the garden here, we, we, we add nutrients to our water. Um, they're all on drip irrigation, so they all get their, their water that way. Uh, we adjust the pH, give them the nutrients they need. We see an issue, we, we spray for it to control any pests because we want to make it look nice. Mm -hmm. um, so it just takes care. For the home gardener that might not be able to run fertilizer through the irrigation system, do you have any There's a, a number of ways. There's a, a number of uh, fertilizers that uh, provide a long-term uh, fertilizer nutrient source. Mm -hmm. Most of them are, the one we have here in the, the shop is a three-month fertilizer. So it adds nutrients slowly over that time. So you only have to apply it like three times a year. Okay. So it's pretty convenient in that sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a great way to do it. The, the variety of roses seems to be endless. Uh, how, many, how many varieties are, are, are out there? Out there, we carry about seven or 800 varieties. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Seven or eight hundred. I think there's actually probably ten thousand varieties out there in the world. Okay. Um, but there's uh, in, and then there's the, those in the marketplace are about seven, eight hundred. Generally speaking, we, if if one of our vendors carries the rose, we carry the rose. And are, are roses divided into types? I mean, different classes. There's classes. the hybrid tea you're probably most familiar with, which is a single flower on a single stem, like you get from a florist. Mm -hmm. Um, the grandifloras have uh, large flowers, but generally those are multiple flowers on a single stem. Uh, Floribundas have uh, multiple flowers again, but they're smaller and mostly spread out throughout the plant on short stems, kind of like a, a bouquet. Mm -hmm. Floribundas are my favorites because I, I think they're, they're more, they, they bloom a lot more, more profuse. The, uh, uh, the hybrid teas are a classic for a vase. Right. You know, and, and so that, so there's those, those are three main classes, but also there's a shrub category. Mm -hmm. Within the shrub category is the uh, English roses or the David Austin roses specifically, mm -hmm. that uh, is actually a new class. It was created, gosh, probably 30 years now ago. 
in that uh, David Austin, a rose breeder out of England, uh, took the Floribundas, which I do like, mm -hmm. and he took the um, um, old varieties, which f have great perfume, great, great fragrance. And he did a lot of crossing to get a, a new varieties that uh, have good fragrance and a repeat bloom, and uh, very popular right now, the David mm -hmm. Austins. So if I'm walking around and uh, you know I've got some space in my yard mm -hmm. and I'm a little bit overwhelmed just because there are so many sure. beautiful varieties, um, how do I know what's gonna what's gonna fit in that space? I mean they're all kind of relatively small when they're sitting in the pot, but of they could grow one foot, they could grow six feet. That's right, right. Now you've got a fortunately at the nursery here. Uh, we have a signage on all the varieties. It'll tell you how large they get. Mm -hmm. We have the display garden behind us here, which you actually can come look at it and say, that's, that's perfect for me. Stick your nose in the flower, because that's like the first thing people always want to do is to smell the fragrance and, and see if that, that, that catches them. And uh, so that's a good way of research. We have a great website. Mm -hmm. On our website, you can go through and uh, sort by, you can filter by hybrid teas, white color, strong fragrance, strong disease resistance. And it'll give you actual physical lists then that you can print off of varieties that fit that criteria. Mm -hmm. And then come on out here and, and look at the, uh, the varieties and see if they're actually what you're hoping for. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that you've got something called Rose Care University. Oh. What's, what's that all about? Rose Care University, we started that Gosh, it's probably 15 years now, I mm -hmm. suppose. Maybe even longer than that, maybe 20 years by now. And uh, it's a class we do in January. We do the same, same class for two hours every Saturday in January. Uh, uh, myself or my sons will run it, and we teach people how to prune roses uh, in the wintertime. Okay. So it's a little, little more skill needed because you're taking something that's in bloom or whatever, it's like five feet tall, and you're cutting it down. Uh, and by cutting it down, you're, giving, giving, you're cleaning up the branches, allowing it to... Uh, have more uh, airspace, more uh, uh, gives you best, better disease resistance, mm -hmm. and the um, it's healthier for the plant. Then you get that spring bloom. So we do a two-hour class on that. We cover all the different classes of roses, the hybrid teas, Grandiflorus, Floribunda, shrubs. We do mm -hmm. climbers. We do tree roses. Wow. And each each time the the process is almost the same on all of them. Okay. But it's a different shape. So we do that, and generally we have anywhere from 60 to 100 people at each class. Oh, really? Yeah, we wow. charge a little bit for it. Sure. We give a little coupon for them to, to come back and buy something if they want. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a, it's a fun th fun thing we do. And if somebody's not local, because our, our audience is getting pretty broad, yep. how, how can folks learn more if they're not Well, with here? COVID, we were really proactive in that we actually put a bunch of videos online. Okay. Um, not of the class, but we took and uh, did a, like a 10-minute, 15-minute video of each one of the garden here. We'd trim it back and show people on the video how to do it. And I've, I've had people come to me and say, oh, I saw you on the video. I watched it four or five times. It was really helpful right. to be able to know what to do and, and describing where to cut and how to cut. And so th that's a good place to go there. But come to the class. The class is fun. We have a good time with it. Sure. Well, you're learning from other folks. Yeah. Good questions. A lot of too. enthusiasm. Yeah. And you've got other events. We do. We do uh, Tomato Mania mm -hmm. in March. We'll do that. That's where uh, our good friend Scott Digg comes in with his Tomato Mania crew, and we'll, uh, we host it. They uh, come in with uh, usually 100 varieties of seedling tomatoes okay. and uh, lay them all out there alphabetically, and people can go and pick and choose and look at the tags and see what they want and get fun ones, black ones, purple ones, red ones, of course, uh, orange ones, big ones, small ones, tiny ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a, quite a sermon. So that's a fun event. And they'll teach you how to... 
plant them and they'll, they'll show you how to plant them and, and what the what the kind of mix to use and, and where, to, where to put them okay and if you're on the coast maybe there's some varieties you do better on the coast some varieties do better inland mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that but tomatoes will are, are different that way interesting yeah. and then I, you, I you've got something coming up where you can actually pick pick roses for free is that <laughs> yeah on um, the day before Thanksgiving we call it our uh, thankfulness sale and uh, we invite our customers to come out to the rose garden behind us and uh, go through and harvest roses, one, one bucket per person, okay. to uh, come on out and collect roses for their Thanksgiving table. Mm -hmm. And last, we've done it for two years now, overwhelming success, people are very happy with it, making their tables look that much more beautiful at, uh, for Thanksgiving for the families. That's so great. That's a fun thing. That's a nice giving back to the community yeah, event. Yeah, we know there's no charge for it. Just, oh, wow. We just ask you to come on in, bring a bucket, bring your own clippers. We, uh, we ask you to stop by a station so we can sterilize your clippers when you come in so you're not bringing something from your garden to ours, our mm, garden. Mm -hmm. And uh, But no, it's, it's a fun time. A lot of, a lot of enthusiasm, people talking about the, each, to each other, perfect strangers, taking up conversations. Yeah, right. it's, it's nice. Very cool. And you're also known for your, for your fruit trees. It's not just roses. That's right. right. We, do have, we do specialize in fruit trees and also perennials. Okay. The fruit trees we have, oh, I think there's probably 200 varieties when you include things like rhubarb and artichokes. And there's like 10 varieties of blueberries and, and uh, different you know, raspberries. Of course, we have apples and, and peaches, nectarines, all kinds of stone fruits like that. Mm -hmm. We have uh, citrus, a good selection of citrus, avocados. So yeah, we have a really good selection of, of fruit trees. Mm -hmm. And you're not exactly in a high traffic location. I mean, you're off the beaten path. We Fillmore are. is a small town. You're a few miles yeah. out of town. Yes. But yet people still flock to this location. You know, it's, it's uh, we started doing roses and I think I, I'm probably I'm pretty sure we are the largest grower of roses west of the Rockies. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, no, wow. no one else does a selection or variety that we do. Oh, that's impressive. And uh, people come. We've got some customers that come from Phoenix, some uh, from uh, Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. We've got some people come from Oregon. They'll they'll drive down, visit visit family, come back here, pick up their plants, and take them back home with them. And uh, it's it's kind of fun to, to hear the different people doing that. The first time I heard it, I was like, are you crazy? That's a long way to go. But people are passionate about roses. Yeah. There is a passion there of, uh, of the, the fragrance, the smell. It just draws people in. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Well, and your variety is incredible. I mean, you've got variegated uh, petals, I mean, yeah. different colored petals. Sure. On yeah. the same bush. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, same, same, different kind of uh, striped ones. Mm -hmm. you know? So striped ones are all, always a unique thing that only certain uh, uh, certain people like it or they hate it. Right. You know, it's kind of kind of like that way. The fragrance is always what keys people in, into roses. And and one way to check on fragrance because your your sense of fragrance is different than mine, different than theirs. And because uh, the fragrance is actually the oil that the plant produces. Mm -hmm. And as the oil evaporates during the day because of the warm weather, you're smelling the fragrance. But by evening, it's gone. So if you do go and trim roses, trim, trim them in the cool part of the day, and then bring them in and keep them uh, well hydrated in some water and uh, in, a, in a cool place. Refrigerator, of course, would be the best. Mm -hmm. But uh, that, that helps to keep it. And, and I've had people say, well, well, my husband can't smell this. It's usually the husband can't smell it. <laughs> and uh, it's just a, a, a sense of fragrance that each of us has that's unique. Mm -hmm. Now, for the, for the novice who comes mm -hmm. and appreciates what you have, but mm -hmm. is a little bit overwhelmed, but wants to get something. Yeah. What would, be, what would be kind of that one rose, that would, that everyday rose, that would be kind of hardier than the others that you would say that they'd well, appreciate the, the most? The, the one rose that, uh, that we sell the most of, actually, is called Iceberg. Mm -hmm. It's the, the number one rose in California. We sell like 25,000 of that one variety. 
which is by far more than anything else. Uh, because with iceberg, you don't plant just a single rose. You plant six or a dozen or a hundred because mm -hmm. you're putting along a pathway or a walkway or a driveway or a fence line. Mm -hmm. And it's a white rose. Uh, it's a floribunda, the kind I like. Mm -hmm. And uh, it uh, blooms profusely. It's got a nice uh, kind of an apple scent to it. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, it's not, not one for bringing into a, into a vase per se. The flowers don't last a long time in a vase, but it's just very prolific in the garden. I, I say it's municipality friendly mm -hmm. so that uh, people that are uh, have cities that are taking care of roses in, in public areas, mm. um, the, the maintenance guys can whack it back and it right. comes back real well. It's just a hardy plant. And, just and they might not be the best pruner too right, right? they're just no, using an electric hedger and they're, they're on a time clock right right they're getting it done and get, get it getting out of there so it's a it's a good all-around rose for that now once you get past that i'd say what's your favorite color mm. you know and i'll direct them to the purples or the pinks or the reds or fuchsia or whatever tone that they're looking for and it's kind of go with your personal flavor of uh, of color that you like Mm -hmm. And the style, whether it's, uh, you know, that's why now the rose garden's nice because you can kind of look and see, well, like this one back behind us, not a lot of petals on it, right? But it's a lot of flowers. Mm -hmm. And some over here are more the hybrid tea type that uh, are blooming profusely. So it's, uh, it's, it comes down to e each person's personal f interest, what they like. Gotcha. Yeah. So we are, in, uh, we are in citrus country. Yeah. And you do grow and sell different varieties of citrus. Yes. What are your thoughts on, on that? Citrus are, are, you know, there's there's more citrus planted in people's landscape than there is commercial citrus in California. Really? So if you took Cause, every cause house in every California. Every house and everybody's got an orange tree or a lemon tree or a lime tree or a kumquat. Every house has a, has a tree. And so you add all those up, it's more than the citrus trees are grown in California. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. So, but, you know, you're in California, you've got to have a citrus tree, right? right? Of course. And, uh, yeah, we have a, a nice selection of that, you know, uh, oranges, um, uh, the, both the Valencias, the, the, the Washington Navels, we have uh, uh, Bear's Lime, the, the, the Mexican Lime that's good for bartending. Mm -hmm. You know, that one's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, a really good selection of, of citrus. And what's the, what's the key on soil with that? Just if, you're, if you just got, you're just bought a, bought a tree and you're going to stick it for, in the ground? Fortunately, citrus is not real picky. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, I, would, I would say uh, the most... The biggest thing with citrus is winter temperatures. Mm. You don't want to freeze. If you get to below 30, 32, you're going to have some damage on the, on the foliage and possibly the fruit, too, depending on how cold it gets. Right. So that's going to be a concern for where you're at. So if you're inland, um, someplace where it gets cold, below 32, you're going to have issues like that. Contrary, like uh, grapefruit won't do well at the coast because they want the heat. Oh, interesting. So you're going to be someplace warm enough but not too cold. Mm -hmm. so, so Santa Cruz is a great place for growing grapefruit, plenty of heat. Cold's marginal, you'll be okay most of the times. Um, so that, that's, that's citrus. And the soil type, they don't really, they're not really particular about soil. Mm -hmm. uh, biggest thing is they should be in full sun. Okay. It's hard to put it between two houses. Mm -hmm. That gets, doesn't get, uh, you know, four hours of light won't cut it for you. Right. Um, but they, they like their nutrients, mm -hmm. like, like all of us like to get fed, right? And so uh, got to keep your nutrients up. And, uh, is that they, quarterly they, or? It depends on the product you're using. Whichever fertilizer you, you have, it'll say on the bag. Mm -hmm. uh, I always encourage people to go to the bag and, and see, what it, see what it recommends mm -hmm. as far as how often and how much. Because the bigger the tree, of course, the more nutrients you'll need. Mm -hmm. And you've got a lot of perennials. We do a lot of perennials. I brought my son in from, he graduated from college uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, three years ago now. He was a college graduate with, uh, during COVID, so mm -hmm. no ceremony, just kind of bye. Right. Right. And so anyway, he brought, we brought him in and he's really taken a handle of our perennials. We have over a hundred varieties of perennials, uh, lavenders, lantana, mm -hmm. um, a lot of things that go well with roses. Um, 
just just different colors, different different. A lot of them drought tolerant, so they'll do well with a lack of water. Are you finding a lot of people? Speaking of that, a lot of people are kind of going in the direction of succulents. Um, a lot of people do go to succulents, mm -hmm. and uh, um, we don't do any succulents. Oh, you don't. Okay. We don't no succulents at all, mm -hmm. and uh, we're. Uh, um, uh, succulents are, are a good thing for texture, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, for the, the no water or little water gardens. Right. Um, but there are still tricks that you can do with regular uh, plantings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for, for perennials, the drip irrigation is a key on most of that, and mm -hmm. also a nice thick layer of mulch. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, drip irrigation puts the water where it needs to be. You're not getting on the sidewalk or the patio or right. where it doesn't need to go, so you're putting it where it needs to be. And then the... Um, the right mulch? The right mulch. Nice thick layer mulch, thank you. Nice thick layer mulch. Right. Yeah, yeah, three to four inches. Oh, that, yeah. that much? Yeah, if you're just putting down this much, you're not doing anything but making it aesthetically pleasing. Interesting. You want three to four inches, a nice nice big layer. Okay. Because you get your soil biology will, will break that down, which adds nutrients to your soil. Mm -hmm. um, it, it does a number of things. It reduces weeds, because mm -hmm. weeds can't, uh, you might get weeds coming in there, but they're easy to pull because they can't get established well in that uh, layer of mulch. Holds the moisture, reduces temperature, which mm -hmm. is really important in the hot summers. So do, you, do you water less then? Do you um, water less frequently? You would water less mm -hmm. because of the mulch would, would do that. You have to get the mulch saturated to start with, so you're starting with a good profile with moisture in there. But mm -hmm. once it's wet, you'll be watering less. Okay. Yeah. So and we put all of our drip lines on the dirt with mulch on top of that. Gotcha. Yeah. So maybe you're saving maybe 25%, you think? In I think water? it's actually more. I think I've seen studies where it's close to a third. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And you've got other acres, acres and acres of roses that are not necessarily where the public Right. Our, prim our primary business is wholesale to uh, retail garden centers, oh, really? landscapers, uh, building contractors. So uh, if folks are not local, they can find your product oh, for at, sure. at other, sto at for other sure. retailers. Yeah. What, what are some of those retailers? Armstrong Garden Centers. They're one of our uh, good customers. They're from uh, San Diego up to, uh, I guess, up to... Uh, up to Thousand Oaks, I guess as far north they go, but I think they have 20 stores. Okay. Yeah, so they're throughout. The Green Thumbs purchased mm -hmm. from us. Uh, mm -hmm. They're in our area also. A lot of independent garden centers mm -hmm. uh, that, that buy things. So, yeah, and uh, architects and landscapers coming through and get, collecting things for their jobs. Mm -hmm. We had a, had a delivery day going to Kelly Clarkson. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of fun. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. So we have Barbara Streisand. She's come through here. And uh -huh. there's actually a rose named Barbara Streisand. So Is she, there? She's she came it. in and she says, how's my rose? How's my rose doing? <laughs> it was pretty fun. And can folks go online and find you online? And Yeah, online, ottoandsonsnursery.com. Nursery, Otto and, mm -hmm. and uh, you'll find us there and, and where we're at and what we do. And whole whole great website. We've, we really done, put a lot of work into it. And you're doing other filming events and other other things like that. And, now you're dabbling in that. Yeah, in our garden, we've had a couple of things. IKEA came through. They were doing a a, a filming for um, music around the world. They did a filming in, uh, I guess, an artist in Argentina and Denmark and Germany. And they came to our place too. They had a, a reggae guy, reggae guy coming. I don't even know the, the artist's name, mm -hmm. but uh, he came. Hundred people all putting the production together. He came out for a day and a half and set everything all up, and it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. We had another. Uh, um, artist, uh, they were do it was guest jeans came on out. Okay. And they came, had two models that we had them set up on one of our walls here and taking pictures of them, and they were all showing their, you know, jackets off and stuff. It's kind of fun to see that stuff. But we've had, we also, we don't do any weddings here, mm -hmm. uh, but we do, uh, we've had 4-H clubs do meetings, we have rotary groups come in, uh, garden clubs have come in, we have a, a gal who does a painting class, a little watercolor class, she oh. comes in and does a little, little class for people. Uh, so small things like that. Mm -hmm. We had we had one um, 
bridal party that got married in Moore Park, about a half hour away, mm -hmm. came through here and they all got in front of the, the, the fountain and took pictures of, of everybody and then they went to Fillmore for their reception. So, Very cool. So that was kind of fun. They got, the, they got the roses in the background. That's and, right. Uh -huh. Yeah. So if I was to pick out three or four roses to take back to my, my home garden or maybe a citrus tree or a fruit tree, mm -hmm. um, how would you assist somebody with uh, making sure that it, they're off to the off to a good start? Oh, we have a, a, a nice, really nice garden shop we have set up, and it's uh, open uh, Wednesday through Saturday, eight to four. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, full-time staff in there, and they can certainly help you uh, decide what fertilizer, how to plant. We have handouts for how to plant. We have handouts for the different fruit trees, for the just explaining what to do and how to plant them. Uh, blueberries are kind of unique. They need a little, little extra care. We can certainly uh, educate people on, on what that needs to be. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, there's all, all kinds of gift items. My, my wife and likes to go shopping along with one of the gals in the shop there, and they uh, collect things that are, are fun, you know, fun right. gift items for Thanksgiving or Christmas or just general fun gardening things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have fountains over there, um, uh, mulches, uh, things for planting in. We have uh, tools, we have shovels, rakes, the typical things you see, pruners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How can I think that things there that uh, would help you to uh, be successful in your garden? That's mm -hmm. the goal. We mm -hmm. want you to be successful. Yeah, and the last thing you want is to buy a plant and then it doesn't, doesn't do well. Um, Generally speaking, people <clears throat> have problems. Either they water too much or they don't water enough. Mm -hmm. I've also heard that sometimes nurseries, if, if they bring plants in from other regions, I mean, your, your plants are all mm -hmm. grown here locally, so right. they're familiar with our our weather, uh -huh. right? But if you bring a plant in from Oregon or Washington, you might not be surprised when it doesn't do well. That really has been an issue mostly with fruit trees in the box stores. Mm. Uh, the home office will order fruit trees for coast-to-coast -coast stores. And California's unique and then we have uh, low chilling requirements. So you can't get a, a high chilling variety like a Macintosh apple, mm -hmm. will, not, will not fruit here. Interesting. And so you need to get things that are more uh, to, will grow well in our area, and the, the guy back east doesn't know our situation because he's buying for the whole country. Right. So that's why the independent garden centers are the way to go because they know the local location, they know the area, they know to buy, they find out where you live, and they can recommend something, or we can recommend something for, uh, for you to plant in your yard that you'll be successful with. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. So we're located here outside of Fillmore in the east end of Ventura County, and is this, uh, is this isn't really known as a, as a, Rose region, right? It's more historically been citrus. Historically been citrus. When we first moved here back in the um, 1980, 79, somewhere in there, it was all citrus. Mm -hmm. The whole valley was citrus. Uh, no avocados, no nurseries. We were it. And uh, my dad really, who found the area, really found a good area that has a good climate. The, the temperature is good the, as far as the wintertime. does get a little hot in the summertime, but that mm -hmm. can be managed. Uh, and then the... Uh, um, the water is, is plenty of water where we're at. Uh, a lot of places in Ventura County have challenges with water. Mm -hmm. our, our whole valley, fortunately, gets water from top of the grapevine to top of canyon country. All these hills, all these mountains around here all flow right down through this river valley here, and that recharges our groundwater, which uh, is really important. We have two wells that we get our water from. Mm -hmm. The have, aquifer actually is pretty, pretty high out here. Yes, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And it, it re, they say it recharges easily mm -hmm. because it's a lot of sand, a lot right. of sand and gravel, so it, uh, it holds that water there. As you get further and further towards the coast, you have more challenges. Mm -hmm. And a lot of farmers are having challenges out that way for sure. Yep. But it's a beautiful valley. Uh, and, and, and since we moved here, there's uh, dozens of nurseries that have moved here. Uh, a lot of them were in the San Fernando Valley and Los Angeles area and, and power line properties. 
and they got booted out for price issues there and mm -hmm. bought property out here. Um, it's it's good growing area and a lot of nurseries have found that to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, over time, the citrus, uh, there's not much money in citrus right. and it's all changed avocados mm -hmm. or row crops. Those mm -hmm. are the two uh, higher value crops a lot of the, the growers are going to right. to uh, change things out for. Okay. So what do you see the, the future, of, future of nurseries as? I think the, the future is bright. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see people, especially with COVID, people got a chance to, actually they were locked in their homes really, right? So they got the chance to work in their own gardens. Mm -hmm. And a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of brand new gardeners came into the, uh, the gardening, you know, business, I suppose, and mm -hmm. went to the nurseries. Nurseries had the best years ever during COVID. Interesting. Because everybody, everybody, anybody in construction, anybody that uh, home improvement industry area, all had really good uh, financial years. Um, and so, the, uh, the, I think we've created a lot of good gardeners. Hopefully they were successful gardeners. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll be looking for, to continue that, to make their own little oasis at their home and enjoy the outdoor living that uh, that brings them. Um, I th so I think in the valley itself, I th uh, water will be a concern. Um, there's always pest issues on the horizon that, that, are, that are a concern. Uh, regulations are always there. Right, and, those aren't going uh, away. But yeah, they're not going away. Um, but there's, you know, but it's farming, mm -hmm. right? You always have water issues, labor issues, regulation issues. I mean, I've been doing this for 40 years. We had those 40 years ago. Right. Right? So, I mean, it's just farming and you deal with the weather. It gets too cold. It gets too hot. You know, it's just, it's always something. But we're farmers. We, we enjoy what we do. Well, that's we're, important, We're, right? we're you passionate. Gotta, you got to right? enjoy what you do. Got to enjoy what you do. I, I enjoy getting up in the morning, getting out here. And even though I'm in the office a lot now, uh, I still like to get out and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh and it's really a fun career, and I think a lot of people enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, to see customers come in, or and just the, the enthusiasm they have when they come see this and load their cars up and and hear the successes and bringing their kids and grandkids out here, it, it's really nice. Right. And we we seem to have a lot of more small farmers now, right? It's not just your big corporate right. folk. It's a lot of people want to just kind of get back to back to the land and back to nature. And COVID kind of brought a lot of people to this area that. Sure. Never thought about it. You right. know, now you can you can work at home. Right? Right. You don't have to do the crazy commute yeah. every day. So a lot of people are trying to kind of get back to the land. Yeah, yeah. Get back to you know make make their their yard again their oasis. You know they're they're trying to make it a special spot for them. Um, and where we're at, we're a half hour from Ventura or Santa Clarita or an hour from Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a good 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 spot to be at. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that uh, can come out here and, and enjoy and uh, find something they like. Mm -hmm. Well, Scott Kledich, thank you so much for being our guest on this edition of Farm Talk. We've loved having you. Well, thank you, Paul. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. And of course, we want to thank our sponsors, the Escrow Hub and the Money Store. And be sure to tune in next time for another edition of Farm Talk.